You be good. I love you. Yeah. Hit the theme music. Another one where you locked up on, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, we just locked eyes and I'm like, yeah? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I, I said I love you. You gave me a look like, ugh. Like, ugh. <laughs> Revulsion. Uh, welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Here, the conversation's always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on short stories. It's always on Top Gun being spelled as one word as opposed to two. Yeah. And of two L's. And two L's, yes. Yeah, I know. Have you noticed that? Because uh, our lovely friends at the Whip Around podcast uh-huh. uh, gave us a little bit of a shout-out on Facebook. They did indeed. Just little. for no reason. They just did out of the kindness of their just hearts. Just because. However, I looked at this and I went, those motherfuckers. Because they spelled Top Gallant wrong. With one L? <laughs> no, they spelled it as two words. Top and then Gallant. Oh, I see. Yeah, I know. I mean, Daniel, please confirm, a top gallant is some kind of nautical term? Yeah, basically, on uh, when you see, like, the uh, the sh- the old-fashioned... We'll introduce ourselves in a moment. When you uh-huh. see, like, the, the big ships and whatnot that have, like, the three-tiered, like, sails and whatnot, mm-hmm. the top gallant, I believe, is the one at the top. It's either that or it's, like, like the second one from the top. I'm actually... It's been a little while, but it's one of, like, the upper ones and whatnot. But it's on, like, with well, the ships with, like, a bunch of fucking sails. Sure. So... Daniel likes boats. Uh, no, no. I mean, I know some things about boats. Mm. Um, Daniel uh, likes old... Old war boats. Speaking of boat, what are you? I'm a boat? You're a fucking boat. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a bravest of all time. Yeah. Best of all time? Sure. I'll take it. What are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a podcast producer, a writer, and a lover of all things booze. <laughs> I forgot my normal introduction. I didn't know if you were going to say booze or boobs. I <laughs> thought you were going to say boobs. Boobs. <laughs> that, yes. was, that was you just like... Just at, like not abandoning it at all. You, no. Like you started saying boo- boobs and then you just went boobs. Yeah, I genuinely forgot how I always introduced myself. Yeah, welcome to my world. Uh-huh. Uh, Gabe Mara. Who are you? Hey. Hey, I'm Gabe Mara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, audio, Gonzalez. Audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of some note. Of note! Uh, and this, Death note! This is a show where we talk about books and Gabriel. Yeah. This time, we have a not only a short fiction to read, mm-hmm. and, and we're returning to a, a certain particular well. We're back on the chain gang. We're back on the chain gang. Back on the chain gang. <laughs> Jesus. We could do better than that. Back on the chain <laughs> gang. But uh, no, um, but not only that, I think, unless I'm misremembering anything, uh, this you is- You misremember? This is the shortest story we've done for this show. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah, because like, I think technically maybe like one of like the Carver stories might have been shorter, mm-hmm. or maybe even like the uh, a couple of those Hemingways. But like we usually double them up or triple them up and whatnot. Yeah, this is a single story. Yep, that's roughly like five ish pages long. Yeah, yeah, one and small unit, only a couple what a thou words. And you know what? It's it's a real it's a real uh, Joe Pesci. It's it might be small, but it's fucking powerful. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, just like Joe Pesci. Just like Joe Pesci. Gabe, star of my cousin Vinny. Gabriel, and eight heads in the duffel bag. The story we're doing first yeah. off we're returning to the chang well yeah uh, we're going back to ted chang uh short fiction author superstar sci-fi author yes uh, uh we're going back to his 2019 book uh exhalation stories yeah i'm uh, on brock hussein obama's yes. best books of the year list uh we have spent many years talking about how oh you know who the worst president the u.s has ever had mm-hmm. barack Jimmy obama Car- barack obama <laughs> we say that every time yes um yeah no it was a uh, it was one of his uh, favorite books you, Papa of obama of 2019 um and yeah and uh, we're reading the great silence yeah right. let me give you some uh i do want to say that uh we, it was we've, some hot goss we've co- we've covered 
Ted Chang. I almost said Ted Johns because that's what I wrote down. Ted Johns. Ted Johns. Yes, I recall. S- speaking of Philly, mm-hmm. um, Ted Chang. We, we've covered Ted Chang a bunch of times, so I'm going to cover some basic information and then kind of like go into some like info leading up to uh, Great uh, Silence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, Ted Chang. He's a short story writer, specifically short story writer, not novelist. He's a short story writer. <clears throat> living in Washington State. His parents were, in fact, born in China. Ah. Um, he's a career technical writer, which uh, basically gives him the liberty to like support himself fully so that he can basically spend months writing short stories that are incredibly complex, very stylized, yes. and very well-researched. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even in the stories that we've covered, his stories tend to jump genres, styles, subject matters ranging from environmentalist concerns, language, and mythology, Yeah, uh, to name some. Uh, but generally, he operates, as you said, under the umbrella term science fiction. Yeah. Um, uh, for those not familiar with Ted Chiang, for whatever reason, you might know most famously as the guy who wrote um, the short story that Arrival, the Amy Adams movie, is based on. Yeah, the story is uh, the story of your life. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this down. He only has two books out. It's this one <laughs> and then uh, 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 the story, story of, of your life, life and others. Another story. Stories of your life? No, Stories of Your Life? Stories of Your Life? I don't know anymore. I should have wrote this down. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So he's been published in, to name a few, Omni, Starlight, Subterranean Press, a bunch of others. Playboy, Hustler. Uh, Notably, he was published in the Thackeray T. Lamb's Head Cabinet of Curiosities, a uh, weird fiction magazine edited by Jeff and Anne Vandermeer. Oh, those guys. Those guys. The Baby Uh, Bjorns. uh, Author of uh, uh, The Annihilation and and, and Born and such, and Mm -hmm. also the recent uh, Dead Astronauts. Yeah. Uh, Did they read that? What's that? Did we read that? No. Born. Born we read. Born. Yeah, no, I said, I meant, like, did astronauts, did we do that? No, we didn't. No, no, no. We, you just got to copy that. Yeah, I, I read it. Um, uh, Ted Chang is the winner of the Locust, the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, it's a Japanese word, the Seiyun, the Seiyun, the Seiyun. How do you spell it? S-E-I-U-N. S-E-I-U-N. It's like Sai. Seiyun. Seiyun, something mm-hmm. like that. Seiyun. Seiyun, the Nebula, the Hugo, and... A bunch of others, and he's won those multiple times. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a giant at the genre. Yeah, even though he's had such small like output. Yeah, it, it's prolific. It's, he is not. He you know he's not. He's He'll not Joyce Carol Oates. Like roughly, it's like a short story a year at, at that. Like these books you know? are called all, every single short story of his I've read. They're built like fucking like like roads in Rome. You can't put a knife between them. Yeah, dude. Um, twenty nineteen's Exhalation is published by Alfred A. Knopf. Mm-hmm. If I'm always pronouncing it right, Knopf, right? Knopf, that, right? Something? Okay, yeah, it's a silly word. Yeah, it's a dumb name. It's a dumb name. Uh, I love it by the way. It's one of my favorite imprints. Uh, sure, no Knopf knows what he's doing. And uh, was recently noted as a uh, yeah pre- uh, former President Obama's best book of the year. Uh, the Great Silence, the story that we read, yeah. uh, was first published in the EFLUX Journal. What's that? In in, in May ni- uh, 2015. The EFLUX Journal is a monthly art publication, quote-unquote featuring essays and contributions by contemporary artists and thinkers. Oh, that's cool. So, like, yeah, it's not necessarily like a fiction thing. Imagine being called a contemporary thinker. What a weird notion that would be. It is weird, but... Like, that's it, not a term anyone uses anymore. Um, also, like, it's something that if anyone calls themselves that, that's such a fucking dick move. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like Nerdwriter 1 would do hey. that, semi-ironically. He would, he would say, people have called me this, and I don't believe it, but secretly, you know, he's all fucking into himself. Yeah, you've seen that mustache. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, but no, uh, 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 sorry, The Great Silence was then republished in the Best American Short Stories uh, 2016 edition. Who edited it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Besides the two original stories published in Exhalation, The Great Silence is the most recently published (gasps) Ted Chiang story. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, so uh, 2015 this first came out. That's the most recent. Wow. So, yeah, uh, five years ago at this point. Um, 
Um, nothing has really come out besides the two stories and this. And I think one of them, at least one of them, is like a novella length, pretty much. Heavy. Uh, and also, The Great Silence has nothing to do with the Spaghetti Western by the same name, directed by Sergio Cabucci, mm-hmm. Sergio Cabucci, excuse me, in 1968. It also has nothing to do with the Martin Scorsese film. Which, Which is one? great in its own way. The Great, the great Silence? Yes. Oh, Silence. Ha <laughs> oh. <laughs> ha! Well, all right. I mean... I nailed that one! I mean, the, 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 the Great Silence is actually called The Great Silence, but okay, it's cool. Uh-huh. It's cool, bro. It's cool, bro. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. But all right, yeah. So, uh, Ted Chang, really cool dude. Um, so Rad far, bro. This is the third story we're doing? from? Yeah. Yeah, we did um, The Merchant and the... Alchemist Gate. And The Alchemist Gate. And we did the title story, uh, Exhalation. Mm-hmm. So now we did... The great sounds. Gabe! Yeah? Do us a favor. You've been calling me Gabe a lot lately. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you say you, you like being called Gabe, so I started calling you Gabe. Very or odd. I try to. It sounds very weird. Yeah, you've been calling me by my full name, Gabriel, for 20 years. Yeah, I know. Gabe! Yep. Ah! Ah! Favorite of the universe? That's me. What's um, up? Yo. <laughs> yo. Uh, that was my uh, reaction. Yeah, you yo. Said, What's up? Yo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gabe, uh-huh. uh, tell us, what is The Great Silence all about? So, The Great Silence is a very, very short story told from the point of view of a parrot. Mm-hmm. He's a, par- a parrot that um, he's concerned that his species is going extinct. And it's kind of a reflection on how um, humans are always trying to reach out into the universe to find intelligent life, to discuss other intelligent life. While um, the, well, the main narrator, Parrot, comments on the fact that um, parrots are the only other creature on the planet that has strong cognitive abilities and also has the ability to form words hmm. that um uh, it's the fermi paradox is that what they call it yeah i'm not familiar with a lot of the terms that are used yeah, here arecibo i'm not even sure what that is yeah uh, it keeps talking about arecibo this device that's basically used as to both like uh, project messages but also listen out mm. to the universe for any responses sure um arecibo sounds like a weird like tom cruise film i have no idea what it's about arecibo like which wichita what was the name of um... oh night and day wichita yeah, this is that's what it was yeah i'm sorry go ahead no, so um, uh, it's just <laughs> that's this, the end. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, just thoughts on um, communication, um, the way words work, and the line between conversation and understanding other species. Yes, uh, there's not a lot to this story, but it's another wonderful series of well-written first-person writing. Yeah, um, I think I said in a previous like, hey, here's some info on Ted Chang bits, aka Chang Chang Jongs. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an offensive thing, it but really, I said yeah. Johns as in like you know the Philly slang, the Philadelphia term. It wasn't John. like a yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, that's. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, um, but no, I, I want to say that there there's a lot of. Uh, references to scientific uh, uh, terms Mm -hmm. and also some histories including the story of the African grey parrot Alex yes which basically is like the um, oh do you know the name of the the gorilla Coco Coco what was the name of the woman fuck I'm blanking on her I can't think Sherry Lewis no. Jane Goodall. <laughs> Sherry Lewis. Yeah. Jane Goodall. No, thank <laughs> I don't you. Know. Uh, that's a name I usually know off the top of my head, but in case you can't tell. I've had Lamb Shop on the mind. During these, yeah, Lamb Uh <laughs> During these things, I can't think so well sometimes. Yes. Um, but no, it's kind of like the parrot version of the, of Coco, where yeah. like the, the parrot was uh, for 30 years apparently very well known to be, to like communicate very openly with humans. Yeah. And also kind of like use tools and whatnot. Yeah, no, he knew like he could identify like shapes and colors and yeah. was also aware that they were shapes and colors. 
Foucault. He had the notion of what these co- like abstract concepts are. Yeah, and and, and th- this doesn't happen in many animals. I I have no as far as I know, this is fictional. I don't know. I'm gonna assume it's real because Ted Chiang knows his shit. Yep. Um, but uh, t- uh, Alex, uh, the parrot, also died very young. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for like uh, kind of unknown reasons. However, the evening before he died, he told his handler, who was was it Pepperberg? Was it Irene Pepperberg? I think so. Yeah, Irene Pepperberg. Uh, Alex told Irene Pepperberg, uh, "You be good. I love you." That's so nice. The evening before, <clears throat> and so yeah, and also uh, the one thing we should also cover again is the term of the great silence. Yes. Um, which relates to the Fermi paradox. Yes. Where basically the idea is that technically, if I mean it's 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 mathematically like like a certainty that there's life out there in the universe Mm -hmm. and the paradox is saying that like well if there's life out there in the universe that's been like in the universe has been around for billions of years like complex life would have evolved possibly achieved space travel and also commuted like made like cosmic noise essentially yeah but if you listen to the universe there's no sound and the paradox is essentially saying that like well technically it's it's all but like a certainty that there's life out there doing this, but we have no evidence of it. Yeah, it's it's a suggestion that um, the reason why we haven't found intelligent life outside our enormous galaxy uh-huh. is because either they don't want to be found, or in, in the eternal like time it's been, universes around these species have come and gone already. Yeah, um, and like basically the term is that if you listen to the silence of the universe, you'll hear the hum. It's well, yeah. Well, that's another the hum thing. and the ohm. As I say, the great silence is referring to the like the the silence of the universe. Essentially, is the sound of basically like a graveyard. Essentially, yeah. And then yeah, then it goes into mythological concepts such as the the ohm in uh, in yeah. Hindu. Um, I feel there, like there's, there's an element of awesome, like quietly suggestive cosmic horror in these kinds of stories. I think Ted Chiang does, but it's it, not it's not cosmic horror. It, in, like, it's like, like existential. It's, it's like existential, existential. Yeah, but then it's only like looking at data, though. It's it's very fascinating. Yeah, and uh, and as far as I know, using real science and whatnot. So uh, this story is a kind of like a, a a combination of a lot of the themes that we've seen. Ted Chang used in the past. Um, it covers mythology, it covers language, and yep. it and it covers environmentalism, uh, environmental concerns. Yes, um, because again, the sto- he's a Puerto Rican parrot. Yeah, the, this is a, a certain type of Puerto Rican parrot that's on the verge of extinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, feels no hatred towards mankind because basically, as it says, like you didn't wipe us out on purpose, just basically out of negligence. Yeah, giving us like the total like, oh, it's fine. I know. No, I forgive you. You, you just you didn't mean to kill us. You just there's, stepped there's on us. There's a neat or- similarity to this, a connection to this, and a Fox Eight by mm. George Sanders. There's a there's a kind of similar kind of theme to it. Yeah, like an animal. Ugh, yeah, an it, animal communicating ugh. with a kind of sympathetic benevolence after harm from humanity. So it's like, hey, humanity, what up? Yeah. Um. Whereas a uh, fox eight is entirely about like a, a fox in that position saying, so why are you cruel? Mm-hmm. Um. This one in particular is 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 not even asking anything. It's basically telling the human race, uh, good night. I love you. Yes. Yeah. Which is so uh, affecting that I'm mm-hmm. actually welling up right now. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Gabriel. Daniel um, loves the environment. <laughs> uh, shut up! You don't shut know up. that. I don't know anything. Gabe. Yes, Daniel. So yeah, how did you like the Great Silence? Um, like everything by Ch- like Ted Chiang I've ever read, these ideas always stick with me like i feel like you, you learn something new your eyes open just ever so slightly more of every ted chang story mm-hmm. and i like i like the fact that he like takes a million years to write even one of these clearly he cares and he puts so much 
thought and subtlety into these things. These are these are like rock solid stories. Yeah, I'm so curious how long it actually like. Do you think that he is writing literally like every single day on fiction? Like he's jumping between projects. I feel like I actually read about this once. I don't remember. Like mm. I, I'm so curious because like something like the Great Silence seems to be something that like he was working on bigger projects and then like the themes of them kind of came together. Yeah, I wonder how he writes. I really do. That like maybe he's one of those guys that um, it comes in a flash or it comes after like months, yeah. maybe years even. I could see this being a case where he was just jotting down some ideas and. Oh, this is actually really neat. I'm going to the point of view of these parrots that he's fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And he came across this notion of a you be good, I love you. And it probably germinated from there. Maybe like maybe this was a maybe this was a quick like, oh, this one came together real easy. Or maybe he fought for it skin and tooth. I'm I'm curious. Or like if it's like a almost like a Hemingway thing where he had an entire story and plot and then kind of trimmed it down to this. Or mm-hmm. like this was like something that fell off of another bigger story or something. I'm so curious. Um and I feel like in trying to remember how he comes up with stories, I'm getting confused with how George Saunders now writes yes. stories. Sanders. San- little Georgie Saunders. George Sanders. So, yeah. Um, so that's really good. How do you like it, Daniel uh, William? I liked it a lot. This is actually the second time I've read it. Oh. Uh, I read it once, like, like a while. I was going to say, like, a year ago. It only came out, like, in 2019. Um, Could have been a year ago. Uh, when did this come out? I'm actually blanking out exactly when it was. Let me look this up. May 7th. May 7th. May 7th. The day that was right after your birthday. Yeah, right around. But, um... <clears throat> no, like, I read it, like, I think about the same time when I reread, I think, Exhalation for the show. Like, okay. I read about the same time, because it's like, man, I love the show, uh, stories. I, I want to uh-huh. spend more time on them. And then I was like, oh, this one's only five pages. This will be a breeze. And then I read it, and it hurt me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, I love this story with a capital L. Um, there's mm-hmm. not much to say on the fact that, again, he does this wonderful thing that you've seen him do in other stories. Especially, I would say, like, an exhalation where he introduces he introduces some very, very big ideas. A high concept. Uh, again, the story is narrated from, by a parrot. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it, it's a high concept that's that's treated very. It's very heady, but it also, but it like it usually it ties it together very well with like this very mm-hmm. human and emotional kind of impact. Yeah, there's a, there's a wonderful emotional center to this. The notion of you be good, I love you is, yeah. is it's everything. It's it's it suggests so much. He achieves so much of so little. It's really really amazing. It it shocks you and you read the stories that people like this on and on and on. So many words to say so little, yeah. and this it's just so much power in so few words. Yeah, there's there's something in inc- just hear inc- that those. Yeah, take that, Tolstoy. Take that, Fred. More like tall joke. More like tall glass of water. Tall joke. I had something on More the like tip. tall order. I had something on the top of my tongue. My top of my tongue? Top yeah, of your tongue. The, the, just the top. Yeah. Not the tip, the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. Release it from the top of your mouth. Uh, but I tell you what, Gabriel. Yeah. Um, I, let's, uh, uh, I mean, like, it's it's a short story. I think we're, we have a little more to talk about how we felt about it. But uh-huh. I think we should go on break. Cool. When we come back, we have a little game. Love it. And then we're going to do final thoughts afterwards, all right? Need a burrito. So, thirst to break. Chill. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener readers. Hello. To uh, Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by books. Brought to you by reading. Are we suffering from the top again? We are. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. And this is the part of this, the, the game. Uh, the, part of the, the game. This is part of the show where we play a game. By Neil Strauss. Gabe, one day. One day. One day. We'll Looking forward it, right? to that. Uh, Gabe. It's such, a, you, there's so much to say about that fucking book. Gab. 
Yeah. Uh, I have a game uh-huh. for you to yep. play. Yep. Uh, and this particular game uh, is not a literary game. However, it has to do with birds. <gasps> Boyds. And a game that I didn't really name, but I wrote down birds, birds, birds. Sure, the birds, the word. And like girls, 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 birds, birds, birds. birds. Birds, birds, birds. Not very creative, but I didn't really, I didn't think about it. Um, so, Gabe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will ask you how many questions? Uh-huh. Five questions and a bonus question. Chill. Uh, all about birds. Interesting Screw. facts that I very quickly looked up, but just because it only took a brief moment to actually look this information up, doesn't mean that they're any less fascinating and interesting. Sure, I like birds. So, five questions. Yeah. A bonus. Okay. Here's the music. Number one. It'd actually be really fun if it was the Aphex Twin song. <laughs> actually, yeah, hey, actually, I just realized that. You edit this show, go for it. Yeah, I could. May as well. Keep, well. For the sake of birds, it'll be the Aphex Twin song. Okay. Which, by the way, the Aphex Twin, we're stealing it from him. Because, fuck yeah. you, you Cornish fuck. That's the first time I you've stole your music. On radio. Yeah, I know. Nah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. number one. Yeah. What type of bird is the best at mimicking the human voice? I also be like, what type of bird? Is the best. Like, <laughs> it's the best kind of bird. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> is it? Ostrich. A. Parrot. Okay. B. Raven. Hmm. Or C. The Bassian Thrush. What the fuck kind of Final Fantasy shit is that? The parrot, mm-hmm. the raven, or the Bassian Thrush? I feel like that's that's it's too obvious to be parrot. I mean, I don't know, a raven this could go call. Or is it I, the Bassian Thrush? I don't even know what that is. So I'm gonna guess parrot. I mean, let, let's maybe that's too obvious, but you're gonna guess parrot. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is what you would think. Plus, the story we read said it's parrots. Yeah. Do you think it's parrots? Nice final answer. Yep. I'm hoping that it's gonna be the complete opposite of last week's game, where I had a perfect. <laughs> you score. get everything wrong. I get every single one wrong. I would be so happy. I, I like birds. I don't know fucking shit about them. Gabriel, yeah. the answer is the raven. Um, interesting enough, the ravens saying evermore. The ravens are also capable of mimicking sounds such as car engines, toilets flushing, and also uh, mimic animal calls such as wolves or foxes. Mm, it's also good at starring Eddie Furlong in a bad sequel. <laughs> what, that's a crow. wait. That started. Eddie that's Furlong? a crow. Okay. Well, the first one also fucking. Sucks. Also, name's Eric Draven. I don't know what the difference between a crow and a raven is. There has to be. one. I think there is. I think ravens are are bigger. One of them says "Nevermore," and the other one says, um, "Are there any famous lines from the crow? from the crow?" I don't know. I fucking hate that movie. Anyway, <laughs> I, I really do not care for that movie so, at all. So, Gabe, keep keep score. Yeah. So far, you have zero out of five. Left hand means bad. Yes. Number two. Okay. The cardinal. Likes to cover itself in this odd thing. Um, uh, uh. I'm giving you choices. <laughs> oh, no, you gonna, I, was, okay. I was trying to make a joke about um cardinals in terms of like bishops and such. All right, you have five seconds to come up with something. Okay, One, um, uh, two, three. Um, the sins of four, moving other priests around for five, after crimes. Eh, the okay. correct answer was. Uh, 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 the guilt of uh, of uh, facilitating a, a, a pedophile ring. Anyway, Fair enough. Uh, I don't, actually I don't know if that's Catholics at all. It I, is. I don't know. It is okay. All right, that was a good guess. Um, low blow. Uh, <laughs> so all right, the cardinal likes to cover itself in this odd thing. A, ants. Shit. B, wolf dung. Oh hey. Or C, honey. Ants, wolf dung, or honey. Let's say ants. Say ants. I guess. How, are you sure? No. Final answer. I suppose. Oh, I got one. Yeah, you got one. Uh, nice. It's called anting. 
Uh, scientists are puzzled why they do this. Um, <laughs> they either smother themselves in crushed ants, or they actually let live ants crawl all over them. But they speculate it has something to do with like an acidic bath, based on like the the, the secretions off sure. their bodies. And what are birds? Uh, we just don't know. <laughs> what are birds? We don't know. It's like fish. Technically, there is no uh, scientific qualification for what a fish is. Mm, it's just crunchy grooves. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Anyway, number... Th- okay, so far, one against one. One on one! This is number three. My fourth favorite Hollow Notes song. Number three. Yeah. Here it is. The Bassian Thrush Yeah. Mm-hmm. uses... The Cassian Andor? This odd method to find food. If you told me Bastion Thrush was a Star Wars character, I'd believe you. It sounds like a it sounds like that or like a character from Alita. <laughs> Does this odd method to find food is it A Bag. Play dead. Okay. B emit a high pitched squeal. Or C fart. I'm gonna guess B. You guess B a high pitched squeal? Yes. Final answer? Yeah. You're confident? No. Fudge. Gabe, the answer is C fart. Why? Uh, the How? birds fart at loose leaves to stir worms that are hidden under foliage. Mm. It's <laughs> nature. Yeah. So, so far, one against the, two. The majesty of nature. You have two wrongs so far. You still, still, it's anyone's game. Yeah, I can win yet. All right. Are you ready for number four? Totally, brutally. What is the purpose of penguins' white and black coloring? So they can be formal. Is it A, camouflage? Okay. B, it keeps them cool in the day and warm at night. Mm. Or C, there is no purpose. I'm going to guess B. It keeps them, what did I say, cool in the day and warm at night? Yes. How confident are you? Not at all. Final answer? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So far, that's three. Gabe, the answer is a camouflage. Against what? The black Rocks backs. and snow? The black backs keep them hidden in the dark if you're viewing them from above. Sure. And when you view them from below, their white bellies kind of blend in with the brightness of, like, the sunny surface and whatnot. I like penguins. So it actually is pe- a camouflage. Like Mr. Popper? Mr. Popper's Pop- penguins? Poplar or Popper? F- I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> it, was a, it was a book. Yeah, I never heard of it. It's a good one. Like uh, a lot. So far, okay. So far, it's, uh, it's one right, three wrong. You, you can still tie. Mm-hmm. Gabe? Uh, Number five. Yeah. What is the closest living relative to the Tyrannosaurus Rex? A chicken. Is it A, mm-hmm. ostrich? Oh. B, hawk? Or C, chicken? Chicken. Final answer? Yes. Yeah, that's not that's that's a, that's a well-known one. It is kind of well-known. I didn't know if you knew. Mm-hmm. Gabe, the answer is C, chicken. Did you see that? Um, there's a wonderful like post going around on the internet where... um. Uh, um well, but uh, like re- um, recreating what an animal looks like from its skeleton will often make it look garish and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if you recreate what a what like a monkey would look like without just by its skeleton, you get this terrifying Turok dinosaur hunter monster. Yeah. So people are really thinking like we don't know what dinosaurs look like at all. Yeah. Or how they they might have looked like giant chickens. Yeah, because again, like um, there's no meat. There's no. There's not even any proof that there were lizards. If you look, yeah. If you well, I mean they I mean, well they yeah, literally lizards, were they literally yeah. were reptiles but yeah. no you're right they don't necessarily look like lizards. yeah they don't look like fucking iguanas um yeah if you look at like what like scientists thought dinosaurs looked like at like the start of the 20th century yeah. as opposed to the end like mm-hmm. in the beginning it looks like what you think of dinosaurs like the jurassic park like, like a leathery rep- big reptiles uh, yeah. lizards essentially whereas like towards the end like they're definitely more feathered and the more scientists kind of like you know, like estimate like they're more feathery and more bird-like essentially and weirdly enough imagining big feathery dinosaurs makes me like them more 
Well, they yeah, they look well, they look less terrifying. I mean, but uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex would just look a little more adorable. Yeah, I love that. Gabe, yeah. So so far, you got two right and three wrong. You uh-huh. can still tie. I can still tie. I can still do because this. Because there's a there's a bonus. I can make it. I can make my dad proud. Gabriel, that's never gonna happen. Bonus. Yep. What came first, the, the chicken, chicken or the egg, or the egg? Mm. Oh, are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, um, <laughs> it's a metaphor. Uh, is that your final answer? It is. Damn it! Gabriel, scientists have estimated that the egg came first. Well, it would have to. You, a chicken doesn't spontaneously erupt into the universe. Why'd you fucking say it then? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a dumb... Like, like, this question isn't real. It is a real question, because essentially, like, if you can estimate exactly which came first, you it would, would have say to be it an would egg. be the egg first. What be- came first, the baby or the adult? The fucking baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it, it's a little more question, but when you think sure. about it, we're not. We're essentially like, why did chicken cross the road? The, the like, thing that is the thing that is most commonly like identified as a chicken would have first come from an egg. Yeah. So the egg came first, which was which was a chicken. The mm-hmm. thing. It right. sounds, to, to, in my defense, it sounded like a trick question. Okay. Well, it wasn't. Well, I lose. Gabriel, that's fine. <laughs> you got, Whatever. You got two right out of five. That's no problem because don't be wrong. These were bird facts. I'm not a bird boy. And neither of us are aviation. That's not right. My mom is. Is, really a- enough AV. an ornithologist ornithologist yeah that's actually yeah. better my mom loves birds yeah good for her no um there yeah it, i'm it's very a very my mom thing to do i'm very interested in like the psychology behind people getting obsessed with bird watching mm-hmm. like I, i'm like very, daniel dryberg like daniel dryberg the character from watchmen yes a show that i uh, uh can stand anymore because i'm so fucking tired of watchmen at this point the movie that i mean movie yeah. the movie the movie's killing it but anyway yeah so enough about watchmen Such and birds gabriel good job thank you for playing i lose you lose but don't, don't but forget but do i win the audience's love you won the audience's hit love. that subscribe button plus don't forget you got fucking like a perfect score last week that's true gabriel i'm gonna dine on that for a while we're gonna we're gonna go on break okay come back we have final thoughts uh the the sean hayes thing rad and what we're do next time, right? Brad, Brad. So, Gabriel, uh-huh. throw us to break. And away we go. And welcome back. Hello. Dear listener readers. Hi. To America's fast-paced literature podcast. I'm still Gabriel. I'm still Daniel. Hi. And this is still a communist Russia. It is. Right. Uh, Gabe. Yep. So, final thoughts. Totally. The Great Silence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, here's the thing. This is a troubling thing. Do you have any final thoughts to say that you haven't covered yet already? Not really. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Daniel, out of the three Ted Chang stories we've already done in Exhalation, which of these three is your favorite? That's actually a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. I keep forgetting what the Merchant and the Alchemist Gate is about. For me, that's the one that's actually... I. I that's your answer? Well, no. I just know that one the clearest because it, it's more like a straight-up fable and narrative. Mm-hmm. The other two are are not really na- active narratives so much as they are like brilliant like brilliant explorations of a point of view. Yeah. Uh, um, Something happens I, in... What's it called? In Merchant Alchemist Gate. The other two... Not so much. Something happens in the exhalation. A robot ex- uh, takes apart and dissects its own brain and discovers the st- discovers the secret of their weird life. I do love that. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, I know I know totally what you mean. But um, all is full of love. But uh, honestly, like this is probably one of my 
favorite stories of his that I think I've read so far. I think I like this one best too. This reminds me of, and uh, and this is something that you might that uh, you won't understand, Gabe, but uh, uh, the Strange Bird by Jeff Anemir. Speaking of which, were like as much as I enjoyed Born and as much as I enjoyed uh, all of the Southern Reach and whatnot. There mm-hmm. was the Strange Bird, this which is like the most out of someone who writes continuously about environmental co- uh, concerns and whatnot uh that is one that has like a kind of like the emotions that this has and like especially by the end it really hits you very hard and mm. because of that that's probably why the strange bird uh, if you remember um we're talking about our favorite books that we read that year i think it was last year we yeah did we did a we did a list last year yeah uh strange bird was my pick for last year because it, it had this kind of like emotional like perfect tying together and yeah. catharsis at the These end shank stories always um have like a heart to them which is the yeah. best part of it yeah it is if they were just like 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 bleep blop here's robots it wouldn't be as fun as much as it was like always like a a romantic fatalism to these yeah there there's a there's a wonderful it's it's a, it, ted chang uh, my guess my final thoughts of that would be like it's like yeah again just like this wonderful mixture of philosophy and and like big ideas and thoughts and and like real real actual like heady sci-fi yeah. concepts and terms there's stakes to these stories which i think is the best thing about them and like and and again like it, it never loses it never loses like a like a human a human heart at the center of yeah. it. So it really does oddly enough even though this is about parrots yeah uh, for the most part um I mean, it, it takes, I think, I can't think of another author, author who could author. do, another, I could think of another author okay. um, uh, who can pull off the, you be good, I love you, as, like, like, as swiftly and as, like, true as he does. What about Andre Sapkowski with his, yes, but it always deals with true love. Yeah, and also, also about, what's good. it, like, bear, 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 run, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> I was looking at that early today, and I, I just couldn't stop were. laughing. It's gold. Uh, that's the Witcher, guys. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, um, that said, moving on, uh, the next segment is one of our favorites. It has to, uh, it's uh, gifted to us, booned to us. Indeed. By uh, a wizard from the Whip Around podcast, Jonathan mm-hmm. B. Hayes, aka yeah. Jonathan B. Horny. Uh-huh. Um, Whip Around podcast, go there if you want to listen to stuff. See you. For all your weird news needs. Yeah, thank you. Our good friends. Our good friends uh, who gave us a shout out, but didn't spell Top Count right. That's <laughs> which, how it which, goes. Uh, it's fine. It's, well, it's fine. It's wonderful, but I will never stop be, uh, making fun of that. Yeah, hey, go for it. <laughs> um, that's it. Make sure you bring it up on air when you're there. Jonathan B. Horny. Mm-hmm. We have a thing called Hazy Memories. Hazy Memories. Gabe. Yes, Daniel. Years from now, when uh-huh. you think back to the great silence, what comes to mind? It's going to be the you be good, I love you. you I mean, good, if I that's you. real, then that's even better. But mm. even if it's not real, that's like, that's a, what, what a wonderful creation. What a beautiful little note. Like, like the, the implications of all of it is just so big. It's both wonderful and it's fascinating mm. and it's terrifying. Yeah. So I'm going to hold on to that for a while. That, that's a good question whether it's real or not. Um, did you know that uh, the... Um... Uh, the epigram to uh, epigraph epigraph i'm sorry epigraph to uh, uh lolita the thing about like how like a, a monkey was taught how to uh draw and whatnot with a mm-hmm. charcoal pen and the first thing it drew was was the bars of its own cage mm. and apparently like that is probably fictional like that there's oh. no there's no evidence of that being a thing oh supposedly I, I don't know all right all right vlad but maybe this guy vlad that's his name mm-hmm. yeah that's right is vlad short for vladimir yeah i never i don't know yeah i guess i don't really know any vladimir's yeah yeah 
Good answer. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're a Vlad out there, add us. Add us. Gabe at topgallantradio.com. Yep. Also send him nudes. Yeah, go for it. Gabe, Gabe put a, cast a wide uh, net for uh, Hunchback ladies specifically yes, last, please. last week. Uh, hey, if you're a Hunchback woman who looks like Anya Chalotra, um, at me, bro, M- miss, madam. How dare you? Sir? How, they don't need to look like Anya What's-Her-Face from Witcher. I mean, show. it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. But um, the no my 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 uh, hazy memory. We'd make a beast of three backs. I'm trying to think what the hell my um my hazy memory would be besides oh. that. I mean, of course it would, but there's there's like a bunch of things about this. Like also, the the just like, despi- like a very simple description for what like these these big concepts are, like the great silence and the Fermi paradox and whatnot. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things in here, but I mean, obviously mine would be the, the take care, I love you, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got You'd wrong good. early in the episode. Yeah, no, I keep getting it wrong. You be good. I yeah, love you. just I like E.T. So, uh, that sweet side st- shit aside, let's sweet throw shot, fucking shit horse shit aside. Okay. In there. Get in their book. In the box. Gabe? Yeah. So next week, mm-hmm. um, which is probably going to be like towards the end of the month, we're going to be continuing our other fucking stupid sub-series, yeah. the one I hate the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Branded. Stranded. 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 And branded. Uh, Stranded. We're basically we're covering all of the Strand eighty list. Yes. Uh, series that needs to end very soon. <laughs> I think we've done an okay job of pursuing it. I think I proposed this to you. Okay. Depending on the role, because we're doing in Cold Blood by Truman Capote. That's the next one. That's what we landed. Something on. that's not over six hundred pages. Yeah. yeah um. If, so we're, it's all gonna land in this next role because yes. if it if we land on another short one, one that month that we want to do, we're mm. gonna keep on going because. All of last year, all of 2019, we've been doing Strand 80. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't like what we land on, if we land on another fucking 600 page like page like Ayn Rand book, we are going to shelf the Strand list for a year. Do you hear that? The Strand bookstore, you've been shelved. Hey. hey. So we're gonna put it aside for the year, yeah. and I'm gonna make us continue it we still have to do also little women because we said we're gonna bring katie back to do little women once the movie came out yeah the movie came out and it was great yeah it's so good um so we'll 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 see how it goes because honestly you know what i want to go back to if um we decide to drop strand for the year Mm. um i'd like to take on the next book in the daniel take my hand series go back to the kenzie Gennaro books oh sure what's the next one is it sacred sacred okay yes it's basically a, a complete uh, retelling of Out of the Past if you add extra detectives to it. So far, uh, A Drink Before the War was the first one. Yes. The second one was Darkness Take My Hand. Yes. Third one, Sacred. Yes. And then Gone Baby Gone. Then right? Gone Baby Gone. Nice. And then A Prayer for Rain and then Moonlight Mile. Okay. Uh, so cool. So now, yeah, uh, as you said, next week we're doing uh, In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. 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 Truman, Truman Compote. You ever see the movie? No, no movie. You haven't seen it? Nope. Oh, I love them. Also, haven't seen Capote or Infamous. <laughs> Nobody saw Infamous. <laughs> Gives a shit. I, I heard it was really good. <laughs> I'm sure it was really good, but unfortunately, it, it went against like a very, very, a very good movie starring like a, a capital G great performance by C, uh, Seymour Hoffman. By Pish. <laughs> oh, Pish himself. Uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. With a crack. I straight up forgot his first name. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, by old. Craig Seymour Hoffman. I'm gonna get so fucking like, like, like yearning and mournful about that. I sold him cookies once. Did you? I did. Cool. 
Yeah. That's an inappropriate joke. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Gabe, okay. don't go there. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're going to do, do you that. you think I meant heroin? Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel. Yes. Uh, so, let's do plugs. Okay. Where can people find you, and do you have anything to plug? Um, Gang, as um, we mentioned last week, I recently appeared on the Whip Around podcast. This has been a really Whip Around plug-heavy episode. Yeah, we just like you guys a lot. We're, we're gonna, we're, like, I was just on the show. We did a gin um, experiment. It was a good time. Mm. I think Daniel's going to be on the show, or maybe he already was, depending when this comes out. Depending on when this comes out. We don't know. Um, so, yeah, give them a listen. They're a good time. They're dear friends. Um, Besides that, check I did, out. Um, uh, oh, I did oh, want to make the joke. I'm sorry. I just want to say it's like, we're so filthy with a goddamn Whip Around this time around. We need to cover ourselves in dance. Uh, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sure. It would have been like, more like, funny if I said it like, the right like time. sexy ants. No, what are sexy ants? Like 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 your 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 mom's sister. Oh no no! I was talking about acid spraying ants. Have you ever seen it? Nope. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah, like uh, like the Last of Us ants. There's a really great uh, video of slow motion video of someone like waving their hand above like a bunch of acid spraying ants, and like they're literally just like squirting acid, like little drops of stuff in the air. It's crazy. I thought you were, thought you were gonna say squirting ass. Anyway, um, uh, the other thing that I'm always plugging that I think I'll stop plugging maybe like in a couple months from now. I just re- I'm just really proud of it. Check out Self Evident Asian America's Stories. And you deserve to be ma- proud of it. I yeah, thank you. And I, I I produced episode three, the talk we're supposed to have. It is about my life. Um, I worked very hard on that. I recorded interviews for like a whole year basically, mm-hmm. and um, it's put together this wonderful thing. It's featured on the AV Club. I'm very very proud of it. Please check that out. Um, give this show some rates, views, and subscribes. Press one button. All I'm asking you to do is press one button. Maybe it's five stars. Maybe it's follow. Maybe it's subscribe. It takes two seconds. Just come at us. Do that. We love you. Um, and follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. Daniel, tell them about our other show. Yeah, our other show, actually, at this point, when this, com- when this comes point. out, uh, is going is on indefinite hiatus until season two, perhaps. But we do we have a show called Watchmen on the Clock. Watchmen on the Clock. It's Watchmen. me. Gabriel here, and also Katie and Kamets, aka Katie Catastrophe, aka mm-hmm. Cacklin. Yes. Um, but uh, we we talk about the HBO show Watchmen. Uh, we're doing we're in bonus episodes right now because we did every single episode of the show as they were coming out. Yeah. So listen to that if you like uh, the show. Bonus one was the actual book, which is part of Slow Readers as well. And the second episode, we're talking about the stupid fucking movie. Yeah. Which is uh, me and Gabe. Uh, if you want to watch us suffer and be very unhappy, we watched the three and a half hour ultimate cut yeah. of the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, and it is a mistake. We're actually literally right now, presently, peek behind the curtain, two hours into the three and a half hour movie. We've taken breaks multiple times uh, to record a fucking podcast. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, I went for lunch. <laughs> it's it's God, it's a bad it bad movie. I hate it. That said, also buy my fiction, A Cook in the Kingdom, yeah. and The Shadow from the Deep, available at all ebook stores anywhere. And also, you can buy the physical books themselves at Amazon. Hey, hey. Gabe? Yeah. Uh, let's drag our feet so we don't have to watch that stupid fucking movie again. Okay. I'm kidding. You can stop it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Read in Cold Blood. This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. Radio.com.